just the two of us. No, you got the hustle, baby. You can't knock the hustle. It's just the two of us. Where is he? Oh, just the two of us. We can make it if we try. (laughs) (laughs) Rest in peace to Bill Weathers. Um, Yes. Lord, that's my jam now. You know everything. That's why you can't depend on black people. Just certain shades. I I mean, black people in general, like, I'm listening to my light-skinned-ass brother get cussed out this morning. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm still hollering that he, he puts milk in a box of cereal. Let's not even talk about that again. <laughs> at the age of he know better. And he don't got a job? Yeah, he just left for work not too long ago. Oh, but you huh. know, that's another conversation for another day. Right. Hello, hello. Well, oh, look, they go black here people. we go. <laughs> Did you say black people? <laughs> I told you how you supposed to refer to me. They See, I'm over people. here trying to run a professional brand. And y'all are messing it up. I'm sorry, it's all love. You know. This is not this is not love and hip hop. I'm the Mona Scott Young of this trio and y'all are messing up my brain. Uh he's the Josh not getting yes, paid. Get us in yes, get us in he said Josh not gonna run this ship unless I say run. Right. I cut the checks, I get the, the bottles, I get the coins together, and y'all are messing up my brain. I can't. And nevertheless, Welcome to the I Refuse Podcast, and we are back again with two special guests, two honorary guests, two heartbeats to my heart, my brothers, my friends, my aces from the Out Loud Podcast. Please introduce yourselves, gentlemen. Hi, my name is Kevin, aka Dulce the Dawn, and I'm here representing the All Out Loud Podcast, doing what I do, you know what I'm saying? You know, we we here, we out here. You yes, know what I'm Dulce. In his, in his, in his velour. Yes, a velour. <laughs> if you're not rocking velour, then what is your Yes, if you don't you know have any velour, what you doing? You are clearly without. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> and I am JJB, or to these guys, I'm known as Mr. Chestnut. Um, Mr. Wintershaw, he's gorgeous. <laughs> My um, IG is um, 8003 Anton. Um, check me out. Follow me. Oh, bitch, I ain't get a chance to work my... <laughs> well, <laughs> spell your handle out so people can, can file and get it. 8003 A-N-T-O-N is me. All right. And what's yours, uh, Barbara, Mr. Parker? Mine is going to be D-U-L-C-E. You are so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> And I am I Refuse Podcast. That's all one word. There's no underscores. We are on IG. We are on Twitter. We are on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube. We are on, what's the other one? Oracle, I think. What's that one with the beginning? Overcast. Thank you. I'm about to say, girl, I wouldn't yeah, I was know. About to say, I don't even. The only thing we own is on uh, Spotify, Anchor, um, Apple Podcasts, and Pornhub. Oh, yeah. We are Porn on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> I am not on Podcasts. <laughs> See what happens when black people be in the house for two months. Thank you so much. They can't cooperate. They can't cope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, damn Why you laugh like somebody <laughs> b- Big Mama or something? I can't. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
So clearly we are um, out of our mind right now. We're probably two months into quarantine, but we're going to get it together. We're going to stick to the script. We're going to keep running this podcast like a fine, well-oiled machine that it is. Nevertheless. So (laughs) I reached out to these two beautiful men earlier this week, and I was very, very excited. I still am very excited that they decided to join me so we can talk about monogamy in the gay community. So the reason why I wanted to have this episode is because, believe it or not, when we come into this world and when we grow up in our environments, we typically primarily see only um, male-women relationships, heterosexual relationships. And whether we want to believe it or not, on some subconscious level, we, uh, we take that in and we kind of want that for ourselves coming up. I know for me, when I was, by the time I was 17 or 18 years old, the only relationships I've ever seen were ones between a man and a, man and a woman. Um, married, my mother single, dating, my sister dating men. I've never seen physically two men or two women together. Um, and looking back, that kind of influenced what I wanted for my life, having uh, to be married, um, I knew I was gay. I came out, but I wanted to be married by like 18, 19, have the kids, you know, go to college, be done with college by 22, 23, and just have some kind of normalcy. And I connected the word normalcy to instability to having um, a monogamous relationship. Now, That's kind of, for me, it's kind of been a journey of trying to do that, but realizing ultimately that I am a non-monogamous person. (laughs) Um, Listen. (laughs) Please. He is such a hypocrite. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. No, I mean, I am a non-monogamous person. um, And to me, an open relationship, which I am in, and I've been in for over two years, we we see or we are we have sexual partners with other people. Um, so that's what's inspired me to come up with this episode. I don't want to get too much talking about myself. The first, you know, I want to give these guys an opportunity. I gave them a couple of questions. Um, and then, you know, they can share their personal story and then their views on monogamy in the gay community and how they see it. Does it work? Does it not? It's, you know. I want to say, like, for me, um, in my adult life, I've only been in one relationship. And, yes, it was um, a homosexual one. Because I had to... I had to grow in church Clutching my church fan. My God. Shut the hell up. No. Um, so I want to say, I, I want to say I can, I do believe that monogamy exists in the community. It's just being able to find that person that wants to be in it with you and willing to stay true to you. Cause I mean, my first relationship was open, um, and that was definitely by choice. It's not that I was forced into it. Um, he 
wanted well so truth be told I didn't even truth be told and people may disagree but truth be told I I honestly I wasn't the one who you know per, um pushed for the relationship I was the one who I just wanted to date him but anyway we got into <laughs> I wanted to date him first um a little bit more cuz we were like seeing each other um it wasn't it was a little bit more than casually we were we were seeing each other without a label which I was completely fine with um and then I grew to like him and then I was like hey you know I do like you but I don't know where your head's at with it and I was like maybe we can date a little more and be exclusive and um you know he was like well no I want to be your man and I was like okay (laughs) and um you know he then brought to me that he wanted to be open so it's so funny how you say that's something you will never do until it's presented in front of you um so you know that's something I like when I've I've heard about it and I was like oh no that can't be me because I can't be out here sharing this that and the third I'm a big dude I need the whole plate all this that and the third trying to be all swole or whatever but come through golden corral you know something something little something little something something (laughs) so then you know I got you know it was then it was presented to me and it was different because at first I just was like, I was thinking to myself when it was for, when it was first brought to me, I was like, now why the fuck would I want to do that? And why would you ask me to be my boyfriend and then you want to also eat other cakes and shit too? Like Because don't nobody like Safeway brand first cakes. First of all, bitch, like... this is Lord Deborah, okay? Lord Deborah, Lord Davy. The... Little Debbie's. First of all, that little Deborah. Yes, Lord Deborah. Oh, well, come on, Zebra Cakes. He want a little taste of these velour. Velour. So you know, I had to. them not tasty cakes. Them ain't tasty cakes. Um, of course not, cause they delicious Whatever. cakes. Nevertheless, anyway, 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 nevertheless, it was presented to me. <laughs> so you know, like once it was um presented to me, I did think about it, cause I was like at the time also too. He did inform me that he was going back to school. And I was like, you know what? I would rather I know what's going on versus somebody step out on me behind my back is what I was thinking. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I I accepted. I agreed. And for the most part, I feel like the couple months where... So we, we like, were seeing each other for a month. And then after that, we became... And we got into a relationship, and then after that, a month and a half after that was great. Everything I want to say, two months after that, or two and a half months after that, it was great. But um, the issue, I want to say, the issue, I don't know with him. I ain't even gonna get into that because that's not that's not what I'm here for. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say, do I have to put out a, a that is and a, that and a two be like, come back? That bitch. is don't drive. Not what we here for? But um, I feel like it's different. It's different to it's it's okay for you to be like, okay, well, that's not something I, I'll do. But it's different when it's presented to you. That's all I'm gonna say. And then um, I want to say I I feel like monogamy can exist in our community because it just depends on 
what you're looking for and what that person is looking for. And if so, and and if that's not, you know, if y'all not looking for the same thing, then obviously it's not gonna work. But that's just my take on it. So, Kevin, what are you thinking? Niggas ain't shit. Ooh. Anyway, we see, see, you want to edit that out. I know, I know Spotify is about to cancel my Ooh. shit messing with you. Girl, the way we be cussing off. Yes, the way we be. <laughs> listen, let me tell you something. We are we cutting hella, up. We are hella unfiltered. Got a snipe straight from the hood. No, We're really Exactly. <laughs> we, listen, that's a place where you can speak freely. Nevertheless. All out loud, baby. But anyway, yes. um, Honestly speaking, I've been in this situation before, but the situation ended because there was no boundaries. Oh. I think that the the problem yes. often becomes um, it becomes a, a segment of selfishness when one person is not really interested, but they make the sacrifice to do so to make it work for the other person, and but you still are uncomfortable with it. So I think that the the problem then lies within okay, how long is this going to go on for, and are we both going to be willing to to you know understand that there's going to be problems that arise, and can we make it through? Um, so I think that my issue that I had was there was no initial boundary set to say, hey, you know, this is not allowed. This is allowed. You know, you're doing too much. Bring it on down. You know, so um, and then I was just I was at a point in my life where I was like, I'm busy, but I want to settle down. You know, what I'm saying like, I don't want to get a dog, but if I can date one, why? Uh. So <laughs> that's just what I went for. He said, "Draw on dogs, okay?" Not Petco. So, I mean, I legit have been single for a long time. I found the first dog at Petco. Get on my face. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just felt like, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. So I was like, all right, if I can't, you know, if I got to join them, then I'm going to just go ahead and adopt one. So that's what I did. I don't have time to potty train. I, if I didn't father you or I ain't trying to father you, I'm not potty training at dang one thing. Well, you know I had to do I'm, what I'm I had with to Jay. do. So. Well, well, here's the thing. Like, we're not at this stage in our life, and I'm just putting, you know, mm-hmm. taking a stab at this, guessing. At this stage in our life, we are not in the business or in the market to build a man. Like, you've got to come with some kind of, like, know-how and how to be and responsibility. Because I think this is where, like, shit, there's a lot of gray area. Mm -hmm. Things get real hazy when people throw out responsibility to the wind and no consideration to their partner. And that's where it goes from an over relationship to an all out liability. You know what I mean? Exactly. Not even um, just, I feel like not even just um, that to, I mean, I totally, I totally agree with, with what you're saying. I mean, right. you, I can't even sit up here and say that you don't want to, you, you don't want to necessarily build them. You kind of want to mold them. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, yeah mold them. You definitely um, want to mold them because it's like something they can teach you, something you can teach them, show them. I feel like if you're not en- getting enhanced from your partner, shut. You're not getting enhanced um, from your partner, like mentally. Then I feel like there's there's nothing for you all to do but to just be on a level where it's 
at the end of the day, probably not going to work. And I can't speak for everybody else. I can only speak for me. That's just where I'm at with it. I just feel like if there's that, I mean, that's anything that ends in ship, to be honest, anything that ends in ship. If that person that you bring into your life cannot elevate you or you can't elevate them, then I feel like there's no need. Trash the door. <laughs> I feel like if you if you're not making the best of the situation to work for everybody that's involved, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? And at the point where I was I was like, okay, if I can make him happy by letting him get over on me, because that's pretty much what was going on, then I'm like, okay, cool. I'll do that knowing that he's still coming home. Oh, isn't it, isn't that that's still a week? That's a weakness of mine. I, but at the same time, now that I'm older, I'm like, look, you're going to have to make some sacrifices because my mother didn't raise no cheap girl. <laughs> <laughs> so if, yes. if this is where you want to be at, then this is where you want to be at. Like, I'm not I'm not going to stop you or whatever have you. But at the same time, I just need for you to know, like, okay, this is what it is. We're we not doing this no mm-hmm. more. You know, so. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, because. What I think a lot of people fail to realize is whether it's a monogamous relationship or a closed relationship, it's still a relationship. And there, there is so much that goes into that part that I don't think a lot of people are ready for. You know what I mean? And it's really, it just really boils down to having conversation. Absolutely. Opening the door to having a conversation and being open to accepting and receiving as well as listening to what's being said. It's not just, hey, how you doing? This is like, and it could, it could start that way, but it, it has to, it has to go somewhere. Um, and I say that because looking back, I know in my twenties, there wasn't a lot of communication, but Charles I was very no but no but what I'm saying is like even though there weren't a lot of opportunities for conversation I mean I made it very clear as to what I wanted but I was also very open to the possibility that I wasn't that he wasn't going to comply and that's fine like if you're not open to it then we won't do it and that's where a lot of people fuck it up like whether you, it's a yes or a no, you're still with that person. And a lot of people, when they hear no, they'll still go out and do it. See, that's where it becomes something else. It's not open. It's not monogamous. You are clearly cheating. I mean, um, that's, that's, that was my whole point of accepting the accepting when I was when the, when this when that had got presented, being in an open relationship got presented to me that was one of the things I thought of. Like, he was like, oh, shit, he's going to go back to school. And, like, I really, I picked up, because I'm a very observant person, I, I instantly picked up, like, he has a very, very, very high sex drive. There's nothing wrong with that by any means. There's nothing wrong with high sex drive by any means. Um, but I just was like, you know, sometimes, I I knew personally that I wasn't going to be there all the time to scratch that itch. So right. it was like either he's going to cheat on me or I'm going to be kept aware of what's going on. And I think 
I think in my mind, I still wasn't kept up to speed to what was going on. I was just about to say, girl, but, girl, girl, girl. <laughs> but um, because I, I mean, what happened to me was <clears throat> was when I tried to set boundaries, I was getting pacified with, um, oh well, I'm not dealing with anybody right now, but you. And I had no way to prove that, and I had no, I had no reason to not trust him or believe him because he at that point he has never lied to me at that point so well what I can tell you is that in any kind of situation whether it's the getting to know or it's a situationship which is a thing where it's like yeah situationship where it's like you have two people and neither one um, is really kind of making the step forward. Like you both know that there's something, but you guys are not making the step forward to see where it can go. I mean, and you have, you know, all this time that you guys are hanging out, you guys are fucking, you guys are eating dinner together, but it's not necessarily a label, but there's this thing where it's just like, you don't have the conversation like, what are we? Where are we going with this? You're just going with the flow. That's another thing. Um, But no, but what I'm saying is, it's like, even, even in those stages in any kind of situation with somebody, you want to stay conscious and just keep, you know, stay observant and be, very aware as to what's going on because what people don't realize is that what's not being said and what's um, not being expressed speaks louder than what's actually being said. And what I'm, and what I mean by that is like, I had a situation ship on and off for about three or four years. Um, before I got married after, you know, what happened happened um, and it ended probably the night that I met my the guys I'm with now and not because of the guys that I met but um, it, during that on and off period he was doing stuff I was doing stuff in my mind I'm like we're not in a relationship there is no ring we're not living together we see each other on a regular basis but we never have that actual conversation where it's like what are we and what are we doing um he would get, um, he would feel some kind of way if I was with somebody else um, or if I was fucking somebody else. But whenever he would ask me the question, you know, like, am I in your mind when you fuck other people? I said, yes, you are. Like, I'm very honest with you. You know that I go to sex parties. You know <laughs> that... You know, you know, I, I've, I like to have sex. Um, but we also know that we're not tied down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, as honest as I was with him, even as you know, as much communication as I was giving to him, and he felt he knew how he felt knowing that I was with other people, he was also doing the same thing. Um, now, I know, and I know this for sure, because 
he um we were still Facebook friends and he was tagged in a photo with another guy. And he must have forgot to unfriend me when we weren't, I guess, kicking it or whatever. And I saw the photo. And then at some point the other guy in the photo sent me a private message. Um right. Boom. Sent me a private message. He sent me a private message, right? Um, I don't know how he got my information because I had never tagged the guy on Facebook in any of my photos um, or had my name tied to the post. Um, but he was like, you know, I know he's lying to me. I know he's playing both of us. Um, but I had to let you know that he was, he's been seeing me for a while. Not a hi first, not a hello, not a, you know, he introduced himself and everything. And I'm like, okay, I didn't respond. But at some point, he came around, the guy that I was kicking it with, and told me about the other guy and told me, you know, you know, he was hanging out with this guy. He just couldn't get over me. But what I know and I remember is that's the same guy that he was texting the year before from my house mm-hmm. so it's like even if you take the steps to to communicate to be open and honest and to be a good friend to other people even though you know there's a label and there's no um there's a, a sense that it's a relationship but it's not you haven't actually had the feeling that it is but it feels like it is so let me cut you off and ask you this question in the sense of all of that going on do you think that is necessary for you and that person that you supposed to be seeing or dating or whatever have you do you think it's important for you to be friends before you establish what's actually going down in the relationship or is it like okay we've known each other for a month and a half let's go ahead and do this thing and go all out Uh... (laughs) yeah I'm kind of, well, here's the thing. I'm kind of on the, I, I can't even say yes and no. I'm kind of in the middle on both. Because it's, it's really up to you know, the person. Like, I guess it's me being flexible. Like, we could do the friends thing first or, you know, and, and go that way. Um, but with me and this guy, it was like, we went on a date. He said he wasn't feeling it, but he kept coming around. Um, And even in the midst of us not hanging out, like I was still very much a friend to him, just like I was to anybody else. Like, hey, you know, I know you don't like your job. Here are some some job postings. You know, I Mm -hmm. think it'll be a good idea for you to come into the federal government, which will alleviate a lot of the stress of you know, hours and you'd have probably make more money. You actually have some direction in your life. Let me help you work on your resume. Um, So it wasn't, that was never a thing, but it wasn't orchestrated that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like we went on the first date It I was looking for a boyfriend. He wasn't feeling it. That's cool. Um, it wasn't like, oh, well, if this doesn't work out, let's be friends. Um, I mean, we were going to, I was going to be friends bullshit, with him. Man. Anyway. 
Well, I mean, not. I didn't mean to say it like that, but it's like I'm open to. Yeah, us, I wasn't even because you saying have some guys? it like that from your perspective. <laughs> I'm just saying that, like, it just right. depends on who it's coming from. Like, because I'm like sometimes like most people that most guys that say that to you, they're not really genuine about it. Right, you. They I, show up on Facebook the next day. week in a relationship with. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's messing around, but I understand. Even if it's not somebody you're intimate with, they'll say through somebody else, oh, we just want to be friends. But you know, here's shit from them. And to be quite honest, I mean, to their credit, they've been consistent because you didn't hear shit from them when things were cool. So I totally <laughs> get it. Um, that's kind of some some people that. out there. Funny. Um, but I was very much open to it. Like, you're not feeling the dating thing. That's cool. I go on about my, my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but I never sat down and asked him, why do you want to be with me? Why, why do you keep coming around? It was just, I know how to do Well, I mean, that's true, but I never got that answer from him. Um, but that's the, that's an example of when things are murky. That's a you good don't question. Really have, ask, to be honest, have a conversation. Um, it it did get to a point. Uh, the Christmas before, so 2017. Um, in my life. He came. He came over. Mm-hmm, I'm sorry. I still. I kept my feelings very sure that I'm in love with him. He came, he kept coming over for a couple of months and then he just kind of disappeared. And then the next time I heard from him, I told him I'm in a relationship and it's open. Um, But there's some other stuff about him that he needs to work through that I'm not going to divulge on this channel, but I want to use an example of (laughs) where you're dealing with somebody, but it's not very clear, but you keep things, things keep going anyway. Um, it's not necessarily open. It's not necessarily monogamous. It's not necessarily anything, but I guess just kicking it or it's a situation ship, so to speak. Um, child, I done gave y'all a lot. I was having oh, flashbacks and living them. Yeah, now we just got here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I wanted to have you two on the channel to kind of share some perspectives and how you feel. Is it possible? And I appreciate um, Mr. Chestnut sharing that it is. I mean, I do believe that it is possible, but it, it varies from person to person. Not everybody it's not for everybody and not everybody's for it and they don't have to be. Um, but it all just stems from having a conversation. Um at the gate like I know you're feeling me I'm feeling you too but I'm not I'm not feeling me <laughs> I wanna um, feeling you touch too. back on what Kevin had asked as far as um uh should you develop the friendship first or that right. whole deal um I wish that I'm thinking I mean I I'm thinking that maybe if 
that was far as my experience, I think that maybe if that was probably established like first, then I think maybe I'm not by by all means saying that it wasn't going in because going through the motions of the of the relationship that I had, it was definitely going in either he was going to end it or I I will end it, but the way it was ended anyway. Moving on from that, um, I just feel like maybe it would have it probably would have lasted a little longer with the friendship still there. No. Um, I mean, you know him better than I do, or you knew him longer than I have. But what I can say <laughs> is that the person he showed you was not the person he showed me. Obviously, because you two were in a relationship, so you knew him a lot different than I did. My thing is, I just always feel like people's intentions are always genuine on the very first day that you meet them. And then after they get comfortable with you or they get to know you, things, situations, people, how they respond to things, how they interact, all of that changes. So it's up to you to determine, to make it a determination whether or not you want to invest time into getting to know who that person authentically is, or it's up to you to walk away. And I feel like you know, the situation between you and your, your little, like your mother would say, your little friend. Um, <laughs> yes, mom's will say that quick fast. Your little friend. <laughs> I feel like the situation between you and your little friend, it was cute at first. And then it started to piss me off because I'm like, yo, Jay don't deserve this. He deserves better. But I can't I say that because that. I'm like, if you if you happy, you happy. So granted, yeah, I knew him longer than I knew you. Look where we at now. Who the person I talk to every day? <laughs> Me. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So you, granted, yeah, I still talk to him every now and then. It's probably like maybe once or twice a month. But at the same time, I don't talk to him as often as I do you because from the day that me and you met, we authentically knew and we called it the same thing with Jason. Me and Jason first started interacting with one another. We have been friends ever since. And that's because you've been authentic ever since. Mm -hmm. And you, you can kind of tell that when you meet somebody, cause you're like, damn, this person real as shit. Like I could really see myself being a friend or you'd be like, no, we can be friends, but from a distance. And you know that from day Mm -hmm. one. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like when it comes down to that situation, oh, look at National Harbor. <laughs> when it comes down to that situation. Um, you distracted bitch. <laughs> it popped up on my TV. How you have I a just, serious point and then you look at National Harbor and be like, oh. I, I, I don't know. Like, I really, I have a, a soft spot in my heart for National Harbor. Um, it's, it's probably one of the most beautiful man-made places in the state of Maryland other than Howard You County. ain't never lied. So, um, yeah, but that was a I completely agree with everything you saying is will. Um, I just, I don't know. I, hey, I would I relive the situation? Probably not, to be honest, because um, we're not here for that. Nevertheless, <laughs> that was a mess. I'm gonna need you to not fall deep into oh, the pit, girl. No, not down that rabbit hole. Um, but yeah, we kind of want to get back to. Or, like, well, no, just expound on what Kevin had brought up, and that's an interesting point. I think, um, I think the friendship. I think it's important to have the friendship first because that way, there's something there more than just initial attraction. Right. So I feel like if the friendship is developed, then I think it would make. I don't even want to say make monogamy easier because I feel like if that's something you want to do, it shouldn't even be hard in the first place. 
Exactly. But I think it'll... I'm not saying that in that relationship there won't be bumps in the road, but it'll be smooth, kind of smooth with the friendship. Because it's, it's like... I feel like if you, you built that connection, the platonic side of what y'all feeling, then there's things that y'all can do together instead of just like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, your my our emotional is here, but it's only to a certain extent. And then I'm off fucking this dude, but I'm coming back to you. And I'm off fucking this dude, but I'm coming back to you. I don't know. That's just based upon like how I see it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it does come down to also prioritizing um, and that too. putting. Not to say that you know there has to be some kind of like strict hierarchy because the variables change like sometimes the job does come before you or sometimes this comes before you but when you have somebody that's operating in parallels Jesus I'm about to get into my self-help self-help bag when you have somebody operating in parallels where it's like they're kind of going between both like you and this thing over here um it's it's going to end up in a train wreck and it's like that time and energy that you put into that person you really can't get back um and i know that like relationships in general are a learning curve i mean my very first one or i thought was my very first one was problematic from jump i was doing the long distance relationship thing when i first came out because i wasn't out like i was in the military and i was like well, shit, I can't bring nobody on base and live a life, a homo life on base. Mm-hmm. Can't do that. Um, but it was kind of similar to your situation, Mr. Chestnut, where it was like you kind of have an in, like your tuning fork is kind of bending that something isn't right. But it's like you only really know, you're only ba- you know going off of what the person is telling you or showing mm-hmm. you when they're with you. And Absolutely. that was kind of the same thing. It was like, okay, you want me to believe this. That, like, you know, you have a roommate. First of all, when I met you, your roommate was your ex. Mm-mm. That was the first red flag. Then you have an, another roommate that you slept with. Mm-mm. That's the second red flag. Then you want me to believe that you uh, came home, passed out from being at the bar, and you woke up with somebody riding your dick. That's the third red flag. So it's like, I mean, wow, that's that's a lot for the first. I mean, three I don't know. Like that last one, people are weird. Like especially if they like you and you liable to be laying next to them. I mean, I haven't personally experienced it, but I mean, I've heard. And seen some stuff. What you seen, sis? Tell um, us what you seen. <laughs> y'all, well, What's anyway. The time on um, it's Not- 38, 38. Um, so, well, what I was told was the situation between these two guys that I had met. One of them, one of them, I, I, I did find attractive, but he has a partner. And then the other one, I had met through the other one. And it was a white guy and a black guy. And they were friends you know, whatever, and the white guy was interested in me and not the other black guy, but they had, you know, they were close friends to the point where the white guy spent the night over the black guy's house, 
white guy wakes up with a black guy stuck in his dick. So, you know, that's kind of like th- your dick still work while you sleep. Let's just say that. <laughs> so, that one, natural, you don't know that. It's broke, sis. I ain't trying to hear nothing you saying. <laughs> well, here's the, here's, here's the thing, though. Like, in his story, um, he claimed he left his keys at the bar and that the guy followed him home. First of all, why are you leaving your door? I was going to say if, see, now that's different. Now, I'm, now that is definitely different because that's another thing I was going to say. If your math not, the math is not adding up to you, then yeah. Right. And then, you know, that's kind of piggybacking off of Kevin's point earlier about um, being authentic from, you know, mm-hmm. people. I mean, people do show you who they are um, yeah. from day one. And, like, you know, I was 18, 19, thought this was the guy I was going to marry, haven't actually met him. Just out my mind, first relationship, didn't know shit. But I was doing the, I thought I was doing the monogamy thing. I mean, I wasn't sleeping with anybody else. And I was just, like I say, it's a learning curve. Like, 1920s, like, just kind of going through it, you know, living together. Communicating, dating, sharing stuff, sharing bills, and you know, a person leaves you for a, a kid that just graduated from high school. Um, that's that's that kind of situation is more devastating because that's time and energy that you can't get back. That's twelve months that you can't get back. But again, kind of going back to what Kevin was saying about somebody being hung. A weakness. You're twenty. I'm twenty four. That's a weakness. Of, that was a weakness of mine. Still, kind of is. So I kind of was under that, um, figuratively and literally, um, <laughs> and followed that around for a while longer than I should have. And there were there were red flags through those eleven months, but loyalty and energy and time into the relationship. I'm like. I'm going to see this through and end up getting burned. So it's like, it, it's crazy. Like, and, but I knew then that I wasn't fit to be monogamous. Um, it was just a matter of realizing it hitting in, in, in my face and realizing that, that it could be a healthy, feasible way of life. And whoever's not with it is not with it. Luckily, the person I'm with is with it. The person that I was kind of dealing with before wasn't. Um, but he also wasn't being honest with me either. So, As of right now, you know, me and my boo, we be into it, but it's not really a thing for us just yet. Yes. Um, we've had the conversation about it, but I don't think it's going away. Yes, have a boo. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You do. Um, I'm pretty sure there'll be a part two to this, but nevertheless, um, so I'm gonna kind of wrap this up and say that you know, monogamy is not for everybody, and it's not it's not an easy task. In an open relationship, it's not for everybody. Um, it varies. We we don't judge those that 
want to be monogamous. Um, I, I know in my personal experience, well, do that on your podcast. Um, uh. <laughs> no, but I know that some some people tend to use monogamy as a security blanket. Um, I know this one relationship I had, it was like he would go crazy if I left the house and he wanted me to stay. And But he was also of a particular age. But it's like, you know, things got to change for things to be better. If nothing changes, nothing changes. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's... Monogamy is, a, is not for everybody. It's, it's case by case. I mean, some of us, the journey is is longer to realize that it's not for us. Other for other people, the journey is shorter, um, and that's cool too. It just comes down to communication, being very honest with yourself, with the person you're with, um, and and listening to each other. So, nevertheless, <laughs> with that, this is the I Refuse podcast with these two special guests. Uh, be sure to follow their podcast Out Loud. Give the shout out again, y'all. <laughs> it's All Out Loud, the podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at D-U-L-C-E Out Loud because, of course, I continue to live my life out loud. And and I am also an advocate for living out loud. So if anyone out there is suffering from abuse, whether it be verbal, physical abuse, and or you are feeling down, feel free to reach out to me at any given time. I can get you pointed in the yeah. right direction for connects to help you feel better. Yes, yes Justice Hotline. Come, Come to Hotline. Um, I am also, too, with the All Out Loud podcast. Um, and again, that my IG is 8003 A-N-T-O-N. Um, I want to say definitely come check us out. Um, thank you for, you know, thank you, Jason, for having us on this episode. Oh, yes. This will not be the only appearance you guys will be making. <laughs> so, um, yeah, be sure to follow them on Instagram and follow their podcast on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, as well as mine, the I Refuse podcast. Uh, we are also I Refuse Podcast is also on YouTube. Uh, the content is not the same on all the channels. Um, so there you have it. Um, this has been Mr. Fox, the I Refuse Podcast, and we will see you again later. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm back, young man. You know so what? <laughs> <laughs> and that damn laugh. Bye, y'all. Bye.